Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Big Trouble Little Podcast, episode 239. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. I'm Chaz. I'm Dirty Zach. <laughs> and we are here for the final Rolling Rock. Nice. That's I see Rolling Rock. Video game we, we got to call out Rolling Rock when we see it because it's <laughs> great beer. We, we just started carrying it at work. I was like, oh, man, I haven't had a Rolling Rock in like years. Oh, badass. By the way, that was my first beer that I ever had because of Angry Video Game Nerd back in the day. Rolling Rock on the Rolling Rock. I think about that every time I see Rolling Rock. Or like Rolling Rock, more like shit rock. Don't drink that corporate shit. Get the local brew. I think about that every time I see Yingling. It's Yingling, and like Yingling's a shittier beer anyway. I don't know why I even did that. Fuck, Fuck Yingling. Yeah, it's it's one of you know you have a drink that you got, you got really fucked up on it and you just vomited it and now anytime you taste it you think of that time you vomited it. I just don't like it. It just doesn't taste as good to me. Like Yingling already wasn't that great for me, but I had that problem once. Uh, so yeah, it it always tastes like vomit now. Welcome to Beer Cast. We're gonna brew up some beer opinions for you. Beer time. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna rank six western up. beers. <laughs> six western. Uh, beers. We're doing we're gonna, our. All of the light beers and how gay they are. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we're doing the final uh, Western movie that Zach picked out for us, which is Young Guns. Uh, with, with, with Dude, that fucking intro, dude, with, with them all shooting in the beginning was fucking great. That music, uh, that soundtrack. Yes. Soundtrack is a plus, too. Uh, but by the way, we are streaming on Twitch. We're streaming on the Couch Entertainment, and obviously we're streaming on the Big Trouble Little Podcast. So on YouTube, if you hit that like and subscribe button, I will appreciate you, and I'll probably give you a handy. But let's move on into uh, <laughs> the movie of Gun Guns. So it's about Billy the Kid, uh, which is pl- uh, played by Emilio Estevez. Uh, there is actually some, like, Semi right history thing, especially the guy that's like there. The guy that's it's jazzed up a lot. Yeah, it's it's definitely jazzed up, but they do bring up the point of that uh that Pat guy. I forgot his last name. Uh, that like apparently kills him, but then like yeah, but like when you go watch Young Guns two, apparently he didn't kill him. Uh, (laughs) He didn't kill him hard enough. Yeah. Well, John uh, Turstile and like. the Lincoln County regulators and all that shit, all that was stuff that really happened too. I mean, they aged John Turnstile up way much compared to how old he really was, though, which is kind of strange. Like, John Turnstile was like 24 when he fucking died. He wasn't like in his 50s or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and boy. that whole thing with like the whole taking in strays thing, I think that was like, you know, like a, that was a Hollywood jazz up thing. This, this film is as old as me. 35 Whoa. years old. Uh, directed Boomer. by John Fusco. Oh, no, that's the writer. I'm sorry. Uh, Christopher Kane. Who, 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 what did Christopher Kane do? I Six don't months. know. <laughs> yeah, Besides no, this. He did the next karate movie. <laughs> Hillary Swank. He did Pure Country <laughs> 2, The Gift. Yeah, um, uh, He's a, no, he did a bunch of shit. His known four movies are Young Guns, and then a movie that's ranked a five, one that's ranked a five point eight, and one that's ranked a four point five. Yes, he he really did just make one good movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just... I mean, I yeah. haven't watched the Amazing Panda Adventure, so I can't judge. 
<laughs> we're gonna, sure. Sounds that's good. That's our next theme uh, in six months is Christopher Kane filmography. We're going <laughs> to look and do a deep dive into the rest of his films. I've been meaning to get around to watching Pure Country 2, The Gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the man. Gift of Country. The Gift but, that keeps giving. But Zach, you are right. This fucking this soundtrack was like so 80s, but also so out of place at the same time. It like, was like... What? 80s western like if you could do like 80s western synthesizer fusion shit they did it in this movie and it was like somehow awesome Mm -hmm. the soundtrack is the biggest indicator to me that they were like i want to make a western but i want it to be popular with everyone i want to make a i want to make an 80s hollywood movie and i want it to be a western as an afterthought kind of thing yeah it it just reminds me of anything that uh, also came out in the 90s where like we're going into history stuff but we need to have like the this like popish rockish stuff that is like now in the movies just yeah. to make it a little more hip but which i i didn't mind the music i loved the music but i do have a question for you guys if they didn't have this you know star-studded cast do you think it would have been a good movie I think there's a script for a good movie there because uh, obviously, like this Christopher Kane guy, this was the only good movie he ever made. So I think it would have been an okay movie. I think if you watched it, you wouldn't be incensed. You wouldn't be like, that movie sucked. Oh my God. But I, I yeah, I, I, I kind of see what you're leaning into. I think this movie is carried by some of the really good performances in it. it yeah, it's cause... definitely got all that like nostalgia factor because you're seeing so many faces in it. Mm hmm. And you got to think about Emilia Estevez was big during his time. Charlie Sheen. They're like, oh, my God, fucking uh, Navy SEALs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, I kept thinking about Repo Man. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Repo Man. And then uh, well, Mighty Ducks didn't come out yet. That's coming up for Emilio. That's going to solidify his fucking oh, I just kept legacy. thinking of the song Regulators. I don't know why I, that just kept coming to mind, even though I know that's not really related. But it is related. But that's, that's yeah, because they're called think. the Regulators. Yeah, no, it's like the line at the beginning of the song where they're talking about, yeah, we're regulators. We're, we're I was good thinking at about it. the Kansas City regulators. <laughs> uh, I, just, I just made that up. You guys just fucking bought it. I I, 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 I didn't say anything either way. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what. Yeah, what you just you gotta say face it. and act like you didn't believe it. It's okay. Fuck your life, Bing Bong. So don't be sheep. <laughs> uh, Terry O'Quinn, by the way, I don't know if anybody's lost fans in here. Um, but he's John Locke. That dude never fucking ages at all, Terry O'Quinn. Um, he's also, I think he was also in the new Hawaii Five O. He's done a lot of TV. <laughs> he was born old. Yes, he's born that way the whole time. Uh who's your who's your guys' favorite character in this in this movie? I, I want to say it was it was Billy, but honestly, it was uh, it was Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> Yes. For me, anyway. It's just, I really like his character. And everyone's like being racist to him, but he's just like a real asshole back to them. But I just, I love it. It's so much fun. <laughs> My favorite part is like when they're all, I think they go to like Mexico because they need to escape and stuff. And like that guy who like puts too much tobacco in his fucking mouth. Dirty Steve. Yeah, um, he's like, you're a good Mexican and stuff. And he's like, every every night I put my my knife to your throat and want to cut you, but I never did. Now I'm like glad it. that I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was funny as hell. But I, I, I really, even, even though it was like some 
kind of weird love story ish in tragedy. Well, not no, they did get away. I think Keeper Sutherland's uh, Doc Sherlock. I, I like Keeper's character a lot. I don't know. I'm I, I'm just a big Keeper. Uh, Mark. Mark, pretty much. Every time I see him, no, he's your great. Five's your favorite. I get it. No, I hate that fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You, you try to say face, try to admit that you don't love it, and it's your favorite. But like a lot of other people, it's fine. Mm, yeah. I, I in the beginning, I liked it. I side note, I like the little demo that we got, like the actual fucking Metal Gear Solid Five. Great gameplay, but we'll get to that in our podcast that we do. Uh, Metal Gear games. We will. Yes. Really. Yeah, really. Metal Gear? Uh, But, uh... Storyline. Old man takes in these troublemakers. And Billy the Kid is, like, running away from the law or whoever he's running away from. Uh, And he goes to... What would you call it? Like, a boarding school type or, like, an orphanage in a way? No, he was running a ranch and those guys... He he made those guys ranch hands for him and kind of took him in. Tom yeah. to read, Tom to read, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Try to teach him to, you know, some more skills besides maybe killing guys or being a a pugilist or something. Yeah. Just trying to teach him to be better men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Billy the Kid was Billy the Kid was on his way, I think, until like fucking the dude got murdered. Like after like boys be a boys <laughs> until the bloodlust killed him, and he wanted to kill the government. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also like the part where, like, uh, uh, Terry O'Quinn, uh, character is talking to, I think, is it the governor? Is it the governor or the sheriff? But he's like, deputize these, these guys and stuff. Well, that guy was like a judge. A judge, or like yeah. Like a magistrate or something. He was something like that. Yeah. They, they deputize him. And what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to take Murphy's guys. They all got warrants for an arrest. But instead of arresting them, Billy was just fucking killing them. Yeah. Or, he loves killing, I guess. Yeah. Blatantly. Yeah. The, the way he kills the first guy, like he goes in there, he identifies the dude. He goes to take a piss with him and then shoots him and he laughs. <laughs> You know, it's kind of funny the way this movie starts with them, and they're, like, giving him a hard time, and he's, like, being fucked around with, with, like, a pig and shit. He looks like kind of a goober. And then, like, they're at that dinner table eating and shit, and, like, Dirty Steve and and Charlie are giving him a hard time and shit. And they're like, so what'd you you fucking get in trouble for? And he's like, uh, kill a guy because he was, like, hacking off on me or something. And it's like, you don't really believe it at the time because everything that happens and then it's like he just starts murdering everybody mm-hmm. <laughs> it turned out he was telling the truth <laughs> yeah it's it's weird because the movie like follows a plot but it does feel like it just takes such a left turn with his character but I mean I, again depending on what you know about history or whatever they're following loosely or whatever it's just really funny that he goes from he's very like like mild mannered and like quiet, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I killed someone," and he just like says silly stuff, but no one knows to believe. It. And then he just fucking starts fucking killing everybody. He didn't give a fuck. And then the movie really just turns it out. Well, how much can we justify this before we realize we're the bad guys? Mm. And what's funny, like the irony, yeah. is that Charlie Sheen brings brings up that question, <laughs> and I'm just like, 
Yeah. The bad guys, they started it. <laughs> like tiger blood. <laughs> That's all I yeah, and then he fucking dies for it. And they're like, well, I guess, I guess he was right. Well, each point, at each point, everyone starts to question. Oh, this is too much. They're not even questioning whether they're killing too much. A lot of it is more just questioning what we're just too deep into this shit. We're gonna get killed. Like, they start mm-hmm. to fear for what's going to happen. I mean, it's why they take that turn to Mexico. That scene's actually really funny, too. I love that, where they're trying to convince him to leave. And then he's like, I, I like that play. It sounds good. I'm in. Let's go to Mexico. And, then, <laughs> and, you know, and the doc's just like, fuck. I, I really don't like this. I don't like him. <laughs> I like the uh, the peyote vision quest. Some of them had a quest. Some of them didn't. Uh, yeah. Char- Charlie Sheen flatly refused to have the vision quest. He was the only one that didn't drink the shit. Uh, but uh, I think Dirty Steve was fighting a, a chicken, an imaginary chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what Emilio was doing. He was he was uh, he put flowers in his hat and was trying to do tricks with his gun or something. Yeah, and then <laughs> he he, lo- he lost his gun and then he went on his horse and the horse just kept on going. That's and... where uh, Chavez had his his vision where he's like, "We need to go west or we need to get out of here. We need to go to Mexico or something." And then Kiefer Sutherland was like butterflies and china dolls <laughs> that, was, that was a lot funnier than i thought it was gonna be i don't know why i just i was just like this is gonna be some dumbass drug lol drugs are funny kind of segment mm-hmm. and it was it kind of was somehow it, still made me laugh it kind of was in a way like it, it has the plot of like also a modern 80s film we're just yeah. like we have we have the love story wait, wait we have the tragedy that happens in the story and we have this the subplot of a love story between, you know, the China lady and, and Kiefer's and Doc, uh, and then Billy being the anti—he's like kind of like the Deadpool of <laughs> this fucking storyline, where he's like an anti-hero in a way. Uh, and then obviously you get the big battle at the end with the house, uh, which we'll get to that soon. My other favorite character is the bounty hunter that just fucking says, "Well, you're you're like two hundred or one hundred fifty dollars, and you guys are a hundred apiece. That will do." And he just goes into the fucking outhouse. He's just like, "Let's go, peckerheads!" He just starts shooting. Them. <laughs> I like that part a lot. He's like, "Okay, let's do this," and like just gets into fight mode. <laughs> okay, settle down. Dude. Oh shit! Yeah. It's like he knows he's old and fat and he can't move, so he just kind of squats down, and starts shooting. <laughs> Doesn't even care. Yeah, yeah he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, just stay low to the ground and just shoot. And start blasting. My question is, why didn't they light up that out, outpost? Like, right? Away? They like hesitated for a little bit until Charlie Sheen like got fucking dusted. They tried to shoot it. I kept wondering, like, how is that ratty old outhouse stopping bullets? I, I don't know. I think it's, it's just the movie the, stuff. The sheer force of his balls, because you know he just he just flatly challenged them. <laughs> And said, let's go, Packerheads, and just start shooting him. And then it's just like the force of the magnetic force of his nuts just caused all the bullets to whiz around him for a while. Like like Fortune and fucking Metal Gear Solid 2, where the bullets. Yeah, except it wasn't like stupid and unexplained because I just explained it and it makes sense. <laughs> his balls were just so heavy. <laughs> I just imagine when Charlie Sheen's character, he was like looking through the cracks and stuff and just saw a dude and just shot him and shit of the wood. Uh, that's all I thought about, and I that that was a funny scene. Um, what else? Just how like Billy the Kid, like when when he went up to like Murphy's men behind him, and he like took their guns and their hat and shit, and, and then they <laughs> and just like started like making fun of them and, and food, uh, shooting at them. 
I thought that was great. Uh, he had several good moments like that. Like, you know, when they're in that, that bar or whatever in yeah. Mexico and he's, mm-hmm. he's takes the guy's gun and fucking gets all the bullets out of him. Gives him back oh, him. yeah, that's a really cool scene. He's like, man, I'd love to see the gun. It's going to take down Bill the kid. And he, like, coaxes <laughs> the gun from the guy and then starts saying a bunch of, like, smart-ass shit. Hey, I see he him. He sees himself in the mirror. <laughs> 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 what yeah. the fuck? That seems really good. And he just shoots him dead. And everybody, every single time he does it, they're like, ah, oh, fuck, not again, Billy. He just does it. It's like they, they have the fucking bottle kids from uh, Trailer Park Boys with them. They're just fucking shit up. And they're like, God damn it. Why do you keep doing this? And they just, <laughs> but he's always murdering someone. It just, it's kind of silly how they treat it. It's like, ah, oh, he goes killing again. And they're like, I guess we got to go because they're going to come after us. And then, yeah, like, Billy. the next scene is them running away. And it's just like this giant troop of people that are chasing after them. Well, uh, at, at that part when he's at the bar, I feel like all of them are in check, especially when they know Billy's about to kill someone. Because right when Billy goes up to the dude and then says, I want your gun, you see Doc take out his gun and lay it on the table and just get ready and stuff. They're like, oh, shit's, shit's about to go down. Um, also, I want to bring this up because there's a part where they're by a lake or whatever. And, and, you know, Charlie Sheen is yelling at Billy the Kid about you can't just fucking be shooting people and stuff. And he points the gun at that one regulator that just joined with them. Did they confirm that he was a plant um, later on? Or we're just assuming that he is a plant? I kept, I kept waiting for that scene where, like, he yeah. was going to betray us. I, I, don't, I don't recall it. I think they yeah. intentionally left it that way. I, I think they... They never let you figure out if he really was one because the whole point of the movie is like is for you to sit on the whole thing with Billy the kid's stability. Like again, it, I think you're supposed to hold question. At what point is are you no longer on their side as you're following them and wanting them to succeed? Because he's just killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Like believe, Thanos, he's just like I, I can just was, kill half the town. No big deal. He's a traitor. I saw it. He looked shifty as shit. He was fucking smiling and shit when they were talking about it. Yeah, I mean the way they set it up, him coming out of nowhere, like the, and it's just kind of unexpected. There are enough flags that make it seem like he was he was very likely a plant, but they never go to get any proof. He just fucking kills him. Yeah, and Doc got like blood all over his face and shit. <laughs> Reminds me of a uh, again going back to Metal Gear Solid Five, <laughs> when in the Venom Snake has all the blood on his face. I know I'm like making a lot of references. That's because of Kiefer. Um, Metal Gear is on the brain. Yeah, it's on the brain, yes, indeed. Uh, so the, the the reason why Murphy's being a dick, it has to do with, like, um, meat, right? Or something like that? I thought it was just because he was Jack Palance, and Jack Palance is just generally considered to be a dick. I I, I think it had, <laughs> had something to do with livestock, uh, that he, he didn't want them, like, selling shit there. Um <laughs> He had live. He had cattle ranch, and he also had like a store in the town. Mm-hmm. And um, Turnstile also had like a store and a cattle ranch, so he was a competitor, like on both fronts. So yeah. it was just trying to muscle him out. It's like I'm going to be the only cattle ranch and general store in town. Get out! Like that kind of thing. Yeah, corporations don't do that today. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I guess, I mean, we've been talking a lot of good things. Is there anything that y'all were kind of annoyed about or just, like, didn't like at all? Oh, yeah, plenty. 
we kept saying this is you guys kept talking about about this being a good movie. I was gonna argue, is it though? Better than Pale Rider. I yeah, but but I mean, this is mean. It's I mean, it, it's fine, but the but the movie is just like this bombastic '80s movie. So at the same rate, it has a lot of that that same feel of this feels like it was writ- written by an edgy tenth grader. I'm so glad I'm not the only one. Like they kept saying, like, "Oh, this movie's so great," and it has a lot of stuff about it that I really like. But I think this movie uh, is diminished in my eyes solely because I love Tombstone so much. And what I mean by that is in Tombstone, they like do their best to do the right thing. And they're trying to like adhere to the law and they're just, they're just pushed too far. And at the end of Tombstone in the final act, when they're getting revenge, every killing you're like, yes, fuck yes. But in this movie, every time someone dies, I'm like, whoa, did I, and I, I know that's the point, but they 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 just don't they they don't give you any time to like question it. It's like right off the bat in that when the guy's peeing and he shoots him, it's just right off the bat you're like, oh, so he's just like a murderer, and then he's oh. just a murderer the rest of the movie. Like, who am I rooting for here exactly? Like, I still enjoyed the movie. There's some good some good moments in it. It's just I don't I don't know. I didn't think it was great. I just thought it was good. I guess it felt like I feel like they just took the story of Billy the Kid and ran it through a meat grinder or meat processor with a top gun. I want to clarify <laughs> something. I never said it was great. I never said that. I said Again, it was- I mean it deserves it in some ways it deserves praise. It's bombastic. It's it's just like ridiculous like over the top 80s thing and that's that's great but that's that's it also becomes a fault in some way because there's not a whole lot of depth to it like i love the movie top gun uh i know we've talked before about why i don't i've since then come back to love it because of the most recent sequel whatever we won't go into all that backstory but top gun's great there's not like this huge like in-depth story or anything just is what it is it's fine i mean at the same time there's also not there's also not a person that immediately just starts killing people without much justification. Like at the end of the movie, it it almost doesn't feel like I feel satisfied with the ending as it happens because you don't. I kind of wanted Emilio Estevez. Yeah, I wanted Emilio Estevez to fucking die. I like, wanted his ass to be the one to get shot up, not the guy that just got married. Tom Cruise like learns something in Top Gun, and he he realizes he needs to like work with people. And in this in this movie, it's just like oh, he's still murder at the end. They got Half away. Days. Because in the sequel, he immediately shows that he unlearned all the stuff he learned. But we won't go there. (laughs) I I do. I want to ask his question because you're saying Uh, you just want him to die, but like, why? Because you know he's just killing other fucking scumbags and shit. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I I realize you're asking Chaz, not me, but I don't want him to die. I want him to learn from his mistakes and grow as a character because he is a character that I like. Young guns. You're right. Like the, the people they're killing are like. Also murderers. I'm not saying yeah. that justifies it, but I don't understand why you want to see him die too because of that. I, 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 well, that's an extreme. I mean, I, it's not so much that. I want some type of conclusion that seems satisfied. Like it would, to me, it would make sense that Young he would too. die, be cornered, <laughs> and be die in the shootout because of all that he's done. But instead, he just gets away, and it just go on. That is that character's arc too, though. He didn't really learn from his mistakes, and he kind of fucking you know, got ran out and had to become, according to the story of Young Guns 2, he became like a weird old man that just is on the fringes of society for like his entire life. Yeah, and he's I mean, to be fair, this kind of ties, again, it t- loosely into history and stuff too, so I get that. Like, it's trying to take threads of what really happened, and that's fine. It just, again, it, take take all of like what we learned, like watching a Western, and Pell Rider's not 
not a good example. Uh, yeah. But just in general, the format of you have this backstory that explains why someone is the way they are, and you get that justification of why they do certain things or they have certain actions, even if those things run on the fringe of right or wrong ethically. We don't really get that. He just talks about bad shit and, well, I like killing and they deserve it, so I'm going to kill them. And he just kills a bunch of people, but he, like, enjoys it. He's he's a bit of a fucking psycho. Yeah. Well, like, friends he enjoy it. And yeah. he gets away. Well, he, well here's the thing. Yeah. Like, let's look at it from, like, instead of me knowing about Young Guns too, because all the questions that you're talking about kind of get answered in Young Guns too, where they're just like, I'm an old man. I need to tell my story. I'm kind of sorry about it. But that was the times in the Wild Wild West and all that stuff. But if I look at this, he joins the regulators. Now, most of the regulators, they're troublemakers, but they're not murderers. The only murderer in there is Billy the Kid. And it showed throughout the whole film of him being a murderer. Now, let's, let, let's just assume that Billy the Kid was like, I like this old man that I'm living with now. And things are starting to get better. And all of a sudden, this fucking corporate piece of shit comes in and just murders a father-like person. Like, he does get his payoff at the end. He fucking, he, and he shaves down his sight so he can make that uh, that crazy-ass shot from down the road. Uh, which, again, the Westerns, they had the same bullet hole between <laughs> between the eyes. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like it does get paid off because I, when they were running away, I'm like, this, it, when I first saw this movie, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. They just, they escape of getting murdered by, again, the Union fucking army. Uh, which, by the way, fuck the Union Army in this fucking film. Um, but uh, they they go off, and I'm like, "Fuck, what what was going on?" And then Murphy's like, "Get that motherfucker and all that stuff." And then like Billy the Kid's like, "Ha bitch, shot you!" Like it's 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 an '80s cliche thing. Like what I mean by good movie, I had fun. It was a popcorn flick. I'm not calling this the Citizen Kane. I'm not putting this up against. The Searchers or Once Upon a Time in the West, those are a million times better than Young Guns. But to sit there and say, like, it's nothing, like, it's it's fun. It's yeah, better than Pale Rider. I, but tell I, you. I also enjoy watching, like, train crashes. So, I mean, like, I'm a fucked up person, I guess. But, like, it, it's fun. I'm not saying it's fun, but I'm just saying looking past like that, it's it's not a very, there's not any depth to it, which is all the more, like, tragic in a way because it's based off of something that's real. Like, there could have been more to it in terms of, like, having a feeling of, oh, well, now I, I at least can empathize with why he thinks the way he does. Like, they do a great thing with that with the other characters. Mm. Like, the way I, I, I'm going to sound, I'm going on my extremes because I'm already there, so I'll just double down. This is the Breakfast Club in 19th century, but they they also just added a, a psychopath. Like the kid, what was the movie that Elijah Wood and uh, Macaulay Culkin are in where they get the evil stepbrother? The good son. The good son. Yeah, it's him or well, better one, Damien, the omen. They basically got Damien as a cowboy to join them. <laughs> And it turns out he's fucking evil. And the rest of the guys are like, oh, we were just trying to get our lives together and figure it out. But I guess he's in charge now. And he just leads them on their way. And that, that's this movie. That's, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's, it is entertaining. I, I got, it just, I, I I'm not look, saying it's bad. I got to look at who Billy the Kid actually killed in real life. If they were just innocent people. But it, let's say 
when you read the Punisher, right? And he's killing mafia fucked up people. Is is that somewhat justified what the Punisher is doing? Like, let's say Billy the Kid is killing like fucking trashy people. Let's say racist, well, you know. You can't, you can't tell just by that statement. Like, the Punisher is killing gangsters. Well, what's the context? That's the action. What, what? No, that's the reaction. What was the action? Yeah. What's the context? I mean, it's an ethical dilemma. You can become desensitized by watching it, but taking someone else's life has weight to it. Like that, no one should take someone else's life unless they absolutely have to. I mean, also, but, it's it's just like a Western action movie. Again, it's it, no, we're getting deeper into that. But I, but if we're going that route, I mean, yeah, you just watch, you know, some guy just unload and blast away a hundred people, whatever. But. Uh, the point is you're supposed to have some feeling of justification, just like we were saying before in the other Westerns, I, I can, even though they, they are still killing the, the bad guys and they are moving forward, or maybe they're even making decisions that aren't necessarily ethically the right choice. They are justified because there's something in their backstory that justifies their, like their drive. Like that is the reason they are doing this thing. Um, like, uh, in once upon a time in the West, that weird scene where our, uh, where harmonica is like really rough with the woman. And you're like, that's a very weird scene, but he's doing it for a very specific reason. Like there, he has a drive, like his motive is, it's still to just ultimately get revenge on the other person. And it's all back to his backstory. There's that. There's nothing with Billy. The kid, he just fucking kills people. Like we don't get some story where there's anything there. And again, you could argue, Oh, well that's, that's not, we didn't have any story to explain it because it's history. But at the same time, we're playing fast and loose with some history. You just make some bullshit up already to kind of make you sympathize a little. But I empathize more with, with Thanos. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, I, I didn't say I didn't enjoy it. It's just a weird thing. It's just like, I just didn't care about the character that I'm supposed to be following. All the other characters, in a point, I did. Like, I like Kiefer Sutherland's character. Uh, he was a big goof. I like Chavez. Uh don't get me wrong, for chaos purposes, my favorite character actually is Billy the Kid. I know I'm talking all this bullshit about it. I'm just trying to create some type of conversation out of what we're talking about. I like mm. it that it's all chaos, but it's, again, in terms of depth, there's no reason to like him necessarily. He's just crazy. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I didn't root for him. I rooted for him to shoot Murphy, and I got what I wanted. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that is true. Okay. That was pretty satisfying ending in terms of that, that single moment. It's great because it's like it's like you're saying they're riding off. It's like I guess they're, they're just go fucking get away and separate. And they they swerved you. He came back. Sure he says, that is an excellent swerve though, because I remember it, thinking like, is this a reason there's a sequel? Because I've never seen either of them. Is this the reason yeah. there's a sequel? This is really starting to piss me off. And then he comes back and you 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 you, you get excited. You're, okay. He says the line, "Reap the whirlwind, you son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I, I, I literally went like, yes, when that happened. And then it ended. I was just like, good. Yeah. <laughs> this is wanna... also the second or third movie that Patrick Wayne was in, right? Haven't we watched at least, I know yeah. it's at least the second one, or the third one. He plays the, the bounty hunter uh, that is eventually going to kill Billy the Kid, which Young Guns 2, I guess. Mm -hmm. I have to watch that shit next. I look at the cast in that too. Shit, Christian Slater and Bon Jovi are in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> AKA my dad, according to the things <laughs> I was told when I was a child. I thought it was so, Sting. I mean, I wish it was Sting, but I, I was legitimately told as a kid at a few points that Bon Jovi may have may or may not have been my dad. I, it's one of those things. Well, I got a question. Uh, you should so, sue. I got a question for you guys. <laughs> because, again, looking at it from the story that was written for this movie, do you think 
any other character would have had the balls to kill uh, most of Murphy's men and Murphy if they had the chance. Like, the only person I could think of was Chavez, uh, only if he got close with a knife. But since you can't get close with a knife most of the times, I think Billy's the only one that takes a shot. I can't see Doc doing it. I can't see Charlie Sheen's character doing it. Charlie is too, he sucks at shooting. Um, after he wastes all the bullets on the army guys uh, in the house, uh, and then I, uh, the other guy sucks at shooting too. So, Steve, yeah, there, there is one thing, and I might be running with this, but there is one thing to this story that is interesting. The rest of the guys, in some way, have been reformed because they were taken in, and they could have potentially become what Billy was. Because of, of the life that they were going to potentially lead before they were taken in by the rancher. Mm-hmm. Billy never had the chance to be there long enough for that to matter because the guy got killed basically as soon as he got there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the other part of it is, in some ways, they're trying to get Billy reined in, and they just fail to do so it because he... Work. Yeah, it does not work, but it, it is almost like, well, maybe in, any of them could have become him. Like, Chavez's backstory easily sets him up to be in, the, like, this the setup of you feeling justified if he went and just murdered everybody, right? Because of how they explain what happened to him. Mm-hmm. But, but again, they're reformed because he was trying to teach them there was a better way to live. So, like, there is that. It's just, there's, it's not touched upon enough. Again, I'm really reaching with that because it's just so little time in the movie spent explaining that. But I think it's supposed to be there to be inferred. I, I don't know. Only, At this point, I'm trying to be generous. Only if Charlie fucking listened to stay in fucking Mexico with your wife. <laughs> he would be alive with his wife. Now, now that little poor little Mexican girl is fucking widowed uh, because he wanted to be a fucking hero and shit. Uh, I mean, which, does his wedding even count? At that point, yeah, it's Mexico, sure. Mexico, yeah. Anything did counts he, in Mexico. Did he even consummate the marriage, though? He, like, left? Maybe he did. I don't know. I don't he know. Didn't I don't even, know they didn't even get to ride the bone train. The bone train. <laughs> would you, would you like to ride the bone train? Well, he did watch Rick pro- Morty again. He did cuddle with a prostitute for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that, he, did, he did need the, the cuddle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, trying to think. Uh, 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 to circle back on me fucking hating the union, by the way. Um, this isn't the Union Army. This is just the Army, by the way. Yeah, but uh, fuck them. <laughs> because I mean, that's fine. It's just, yeah. You said Union Army, and at the time this movie takes place, it's just it's past that. The yeah. United States Army. It's because it's because the uniform is still wearing the blue and yellow. Yeah, it's it's it's. We well, yeah, have uniforms. The they won. War, but yeah, they still yeah it's it's not yeah. long after. Better see lost. So it's not like they're gonna be like, yeah, we want your uniforms too. <laughs> <laughs> But what pissed me well, off well, is Terry O'Quinn's the lawyer. The lawyer comes out unarmed, and yeah, and then they like gun him down. They destroy him with a Gatling gun. Like, yeah. I was like, well, where was that work. Gatling gun when they were all escaping, dumbass? Yes, that that <laughs> that pissed me off too. Like they were. I feel I, like the guy was like, I got this thing loaded. I'm gonna shoot someone with this thing. He didn't know how to work it. it he malfunctioned it. It, it yeah. jammed. Uh, <laughs> There, mu- there must have been a contract for two young gun movies, and they're just like, we need to get <laughs> one. We need to get Emilio Estevez out of here, uh, so he can make that badass shot. But also, we got to keep Kiefer Sutherland because he's he's big during that time, and we need to make sure he's fucking tidy and all that stuff. And when when they didn't use, there's two Gatling guns, two Gatling guns, a fucking army. There's people in the fucking like 
uh, the buildings and shit, which, by the way, like, out of nowhere, they're shooting down like it's nothing, finally. Like, Charlie got a couple of shots off. Uh, uh, Steve got lit the fuck up. Yeah, I just assumed they were all going to die when they were showing everything, just mm-hmm. watching it, just not thinking or anything about it. And when they didn't, I was like, well, wait, that doesn't make any sense. They were fucking surrounded everywhere. How, how the fuck did this not happen? The only thing that makes sense is that in, in the the essence of movie magic, these are the ancestors to those who eventually become stormtroopers because like they're just their logic and how they fight and their tactics and their aim is just horrific. They should have just blasted that fucking building to pieces with those Gatling guns. That didn't make any fucking they, sense. I mean, they lit it on fire. They were working on it. Yeah. They were trying to wake up, Terry. They, they could have just fucking thrown dynamite in there, just blown the building up. I mean, if you're just trying to kill everybody in there, why the fuck do you care? Just throw it in there. Listen, blow it up. This, this, goes, this goes back to the magnetic ball theory where Billy Kid's balls were so big. <laughs> that the, the magnetic field interfered with their minds, and they couldn't think clearly. There it Possible. is. It was an orbit confusion situation. Yeah, I was waiting for this movie to end like uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, though. That's what I was looking for. I haven't seen that yet. Don't don't tell me. Okay, I won't ruin. It. Have, have the other two of you seen Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? No. Uh, Jesus Christ! I mean, not that I can remember. I yeah. want to talk about the ending of that movie so fucking bad. It's so well, cool. Well, you get to pick next. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to watch five more westerns. Westerns too. <laughs> we just immediately start with. All right, Young all right. Two. We're going to watch Unforgiven, Tombstone, Butch Cassidy, The Sundance Kid, Ducky Sucker, and uh, I don't know something else. Something else light and breezy, like like this. Uh, Stagecoach. That's not yeah. light and breezy. <laughs> didn't we spiritually watch Tombstone already? Like all four of us watched it in a row. Yeah, all four of us watched it. It's yeah, we did like a, like a side deal. That's yeah. such a good movie. Uh, it's a well, fucking good movie. Better than this uh, one. Uh, another thing I want to say, like Metal Gear Chavez, like he escapes somehow and like gets like horses and then jumps over the fucking Gatling gun brigade over there. Um, and why didn't he just like stab a couple of people? Like did some sneaky bullshit and like you know slit their throats. That would that would have been more than what he needed to do, I guess. I don't know. They also, also I like I like that even in 1988, they're keeping up the tradition of if you're a Native American and you're in a Western, you have mysterious, like silent nature powers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking elf in Lord of the Rings. It's like just waiting. He can make a waterfall. Na- Native Americans, just the elves of of real life. I That's think so. I think so. The elf of the West. They all went to the West and they became Native Americans. Western I just, girls. I just like they were high as fuck and they were going through Native land and they're like, it's, 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 weird. <laughs> it's a spirit world. <laughs> we're in the spirit world. It's weird. <laughs> they, they can't, can't see, see us. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they can fucking see you. Charlie Sheets looking like you fucking idiot. <laughs> I like how like the following scene after that, like he was saying a prayer with the Bible and saying like, forgive us for this. For giving into this godless heathen religion and doing this stupid shit, <laughs> more or less. Oh, it was good. Mm-hmm. There's, I don't know, something about that juxtaposed after made it funny to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ellie and also Murphy was fucking like stealing child from uh, China people, their daughters and stuff, and making them slaves. So, did you say China people? Yes. <laughs> 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 I think all you have to do is drop the A and add ESE and you got it. But yeah, no, all right, I'll, fair enough. I'll, I'll stick with China people. China, China people. Uh, I, I, I mean, I have nothing else to say. I had a good time watching it. Um, it was a fun 
movie to watch. Good soundtrack. Uh, some stupid action bullshit, but, you know, it's the 80s. I'm not looking for the Citizen Kane of fucking westerns with young guns, especially when you have Emilio Estevez as a star character. Um, but, I can't uh, believe he goes on later to, to fucking coach a peewee hockey team. That's crazy. Well, that's after he killed a lot of people. He has to do co- yeah, community right. service. That's how he redeemed himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he puts a fucking fatso in fucking goaltending. Um, Goldberg! <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something about Bill Goldberg. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get there. Don't no, worry. No, no, We're going to no, talk no. about Bill Goldberg. We'll get there later. All right. Uh, but I, I, I recommend. Andy, what about you? What's your final thoughts? Yeah, it's fine. Like, uh, <laughs> I, 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 th- I think Chaz and I um talked up you know kind of the problems with it like i, I would have liked to see and i understand it's a put trying to be historical but like the tone of this movie doesn't scream history lesson to me i, I wish they would have picked a lane i wish it would have been like very historical or very like outrageous and fun and also the character could like learn something and then maybe shot hitler at the end like i mean you know get fun with it but uh hey it's okay it's fine Turns out the bad guys were vampires. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, some of that shit. Yeah. Something absurd. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Just go full uh, Lost Boys. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Could you imagine a remake of this movie, but it's just like a modern version of Lost Boys? That Just fucking going around, just cowboys like shooting vampires at night. Just a bunch of blood and guts everywhere. There you did that. Sort of. It's called Cowboys vs. Aliens. That movie sucks. That movie sucks ass. There's nothing close to what I just said. If you guys want, yeah, a vampire, but it's a similar premise. If you want a vampire movie that has like a kind of a western feel to it, just watch uh, Near Dark. It's a pretty good one. Okay, fair enough. Or what's the what's the one from Dust Till Dawn? But that's that really that's Mexican. It's not really I like western. that one too, though. That's good. I, I I saw the thing the other day about that. By the way, no, I'm off topic, but. Uh, about how the director said, uh, talked about how Quentin Tarantino wrote himself into a scene where he had to drink tequila off of uh, and suck it off the toes of Selma Hayek. And oh they were like, yeah, he's a genius. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not even a foot guy and I would have done it. Yeah, I mean, come on. Uh, it's people that funny. like foot are fucking That's why I like Dark Souls because he, he's in defeat too, apparently. It- if you're into fucking feet, I would love to see you to suck on Brie Larson's feet. But let's, uh... <laughs> Zach, Zach, how much did you love Young Guns? What did Chaz say? Oh, uh, I think that's where we were going. Uh, it was fine. Again, I, I had fun watching it. I, I, I do want to watch the sequel. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on how I'm recommending it. Like, it just in a general sense of, hey, if you want to watch something fun, drink a beer and watch it and... Just drink a beer every time Emilio Estevez kills someone, and that's a great drinking <laughs> game. Uh, you'll be really drunk. Uh, but otherwise, it's probably a light recommendation in terms of like westerns. Like if I'm trying to like give you westerns to watch, I'm, I'm probably not listing this one in the group of them. But just in a general sense of yeah, you should watch this and then Top Gun and Lost Boys and just name a, a bunch of rambunctious '80s movies for someone to watch. Navy yeah. Seals. Na- yeah, Navy Seals. <laughs> Ooh, Navy Seals. Every time, that's all I can think of. <laughs> all right, Zach. Zach. Uh, <clears throat> I like it. I thought it was fun. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, it's pretty much like what you guys are saying. There's not a lot of of character or, or, or story depth here. It's just kind of like an action movie with a western paint job, uh, an '80s one at that. Uh, 
but I like those. I like I like movies like that if they're done well. And I thought it was done well. You know, it, it fits into that category of like a oh, random 80s action movie. Uh, there were, <clears throat> the reason I picked this, I was joking halfway, was like, oh, you need to finish with something kind of light to digest everything. Mm. Uh, but it's also because it's this, to me, this movie signifies that the end has already come for the genre. It's, it's in its winter time. <laughs> And as far as I'm concerned, it never really got out of it. <laughs> it's just a white wasteland, and occasionally you find some greenery. Mm-hmm. We should have watched Django Unchained. That would yeah, have been I a way to finish. Like, <laughs> that's, I, I don't that's, know if we would be allowed to talk about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that movie, but anyway. Uh, no, I mean that movie doesn't signify this, the thing I was going for though. Yeah. It's, no, it's, I, I, I was joking. It's just, I was trying to think of a more recent Western. That's I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just interested in this. So why do you think that this movie is like the sunset of the Western? Cause there were so many great Westerns after this movie, the amount and the quantity and the amount of them that came out that were also good decreases dramatically in the eighties. It's like the genre pretty much dies off. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if it's more of like a dip that happens in the '80s itself versus mm-hmm. just the lack of them. Because I feel like there are many, like yeah, really I mean, good ones the, in the '90s and then 2000s. There are a handful the, that come out that are really good. The genre was kind of like on the downturn in the '70s anyway, because the, what was becoming more popular in in film at the time, mm-hmm. well, sci-fi uh, became big pretty much. Just, just the direction. It was not just. It wasn't just sci-fi. It was other stuff like just more more grounded kind of realism movies and like the more auteur like director based shit that was that's what was really popular back then just uh, say it just say it star wars killed the western no <laughs> but anyway um <laughs> it's like coming out coming out of that into the 80s it's like you're just getting drips at that point and then after that it's like you might get a, a western like you yeah you get maybe one or two per year if that sometimes in the 90s especially there were long stretches it's like what do you got in the 90s you got dances with wolves Great movie. Yeah. You got Tombstone. Tombstone. Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Mm, other stuff. That's kind that's kinda it. Like <laughs> there's probably more, but they're not anywhere near as good. And uh when did the three ten to Yuma remake come out? It's okay. Was, it's it's in the two thousands. Yeah. I kept thinking three ten to Yuma as well, but I, I knew it was in the nineties. The Cohen brothers true grit is in the two thousands. That's uh, I think that's two thousand tens. Uh, early mm-hmm. 2010s when even out. later i don't know see it's what i'm saying it's like the genre is like pretty much like fucking dust bowl now mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just it kind of died off and didn't really ever come back sometimes oh. somebody wants to make a western and it's, it's cool. not as good as uh tombstone but wider you guys ever see that movie good movie mm-hmm. no I, I i've heard things about that that's got kevin costner in it. some people think he can act some people think he cannot <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna say Wild, I, Wild West. If there was ever a swan song for the Western, Wild Wild West is definitely giant it. mechanical spider. But think for Final Fantasy Eight. Final Fantasy. Is Hidalgo a Western? When did that come out? Is what Hidalgo? I think it is. That's mid 2000s. Is it okay? Yeah, I like that movie too. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but yeah, you've never is seen that... Hidalgo. Oh, it's great. Maybe maybe I'll see it. Uh, yeah, you should. But, you know, yeah, it's like, you guys get what I'm saying, though. Like, in the 40s and 50s, there's Westerns. You fucking turn around, you bump into a Western. And 
it continues through the sixties and kind of in the seventies. And then it just goes. I just trends, trends change things. I mean, yeah. yeah. I think sheer amount died down, but there's still some decent ones. I'm looking at other lists of ones. I've never seen some of these legends of the fall. Is, is oh, one uh, here. Uh, 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 what's Star. that Daniel day Lewis movie where he's, there will be blood. No, he's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> last of the Mohicans. Oh, last. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, nineties. Is there will be blood a western? Yes. Okay. Well, no, I. Uh, there will be blood is part of that genre of movies that borrow heavily from westerns tonally, but not when it comes to what, um, like what's going on in them. I, what I mean, constitutes a western? Yeah, that. <laughs> That would be an excellent theme is non-Westerns. You could do like that and No Country for Old Men and I don't know, Hidalgo sort of and like a few other things. They're all like they feel like Westerns, but man, they're not Westerns. You know what I mean? The Revenant. That's another one, too. I mean, this considers okay. would you consider Zorro a Western? According to no, this list, I haven't Zorro, seen the Mask of Zorro, 1998. There's Maverick, Back to the Future oh, Maverick, Part 3, sure. technically a Western. Yeah, technically Western. That's true. <laughs> of Mice and Men. I don't know if I'd consider that a Western. But what? I guess, no. No, yeah. <laughs> I it's like, I, it's so. listed as like, that doesn't feel like a Western. That doesn't sound right. George. So I keep seeing Legend of the Fall. I've never watched that. Prob- I've never the, seen that either. Maybe I should. The dumb, the dumb criteria is probably just, does it take place in the 19th century in the West? It is a Western. <laughs> Right. I, I, I don't I, like that. I don't like because then then yeah. you don't get to yeah. call No Country for Old Men a Western, and No Country for Old Men is a fucking Western. I will oh, die on absolutely. That <laughs> a great but, Western at that. That but, movie. Oh, uh, uh, another another Western, not a Western. Eastern Promises. It's a good one too. Never seen that. It's good. All righty. Well, uh, we we beat a horse. Well, one more. I want to recommend. No, we're moving on. No. I'm fucking recommending one more fucking movie. Uh, it's not in the 90s. It's in the. It's, it's paint your wagon. It's, no. <laughs> it's 2015 Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell. Oh, Bone Tomahawk is sick. Yeah. yeah, that movie's great. Great movie. Ranking Western time. horror. <laughs> yes. When they get in that cave, it fucking bothers me. I can't eat. <laughs> Shit was crazy. <laughs> but. Ranking time. Time to rank. Uh, the gimmick that we do every time we pick a theme is we rank the movies. We have our individual ranks, and then we uh, condense it into a final rank. So I will tell you mine. I'll start from five all the way to one. At number five, I have Pale Rider. At number four, I have Young Guns. At number three, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Number two, The Searchers. Number one, Once Upon a Time in the West. Andy, you're up. Uh, Pale Rider, five. Movie's fine. It's just kind of boring. Uh, Young Guns, four. Movie's fine. It's just kind of boring. Uh, you guys are going to jump all over me, but uh, number three, Once Upon a Time in the West. Number two, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Number one, The Searchers. Interesting. Before I get to my list, quick quick shout out for another modern Western that's out there. Andy and Zach, I think, have watched it with me. The Rover. Oh yeah, that, that's that, another like western, but not a western. That's yeah, it has Guy Pierce and Robert Pattinson. This is the movie that made me realize Robert Pattinson was more than a Hufflepuff sparkly vampire. You should watch it. It's really good. Okay, I'll call. We'll say that's a non-western. Yeah, it's like a non-western western. Like it follows the format of what a western should be, but it's definitely not a western. I mean, it's as east as possible. It's in fucking Australia, but 
<laughs> but anyway, um, on, so uh, yeah, number five, I've got Pell Rider. Like we were pretty much set on that. Uh, Young Guns at four. I have the Searchers at three. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly at two. And Once Upon a Time in the West, number one. Someone's a Sierra Leone stand. Maybe a little. All right. Blow it up. up. Yeah. So I got Pale Rider at five. Uh, That's 6.6 out of 10. Uh, Young Guns at four, seven out of 10. Uh, Good, Bad, and the Ugly at three, 8.6 out of 10. Searchers, number two, 8.6 out of 10. Uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, number one, 8.7 out of 10. I really like your rankings. I've never appreciated your rankings more to help elicit how the top three are so hard to separate because they yeah. are very close. Oh, 100%. Uh, the top three, like, I could, I, if you guys are like, no, it's got to be this way, I'm going to be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I could literally <laughs> fart and the wind would blow a certain way. I'd be like, yeah, you could just change that to three, whatever. Yeah. So Zach, Zach and Dubs match. Yeah, I think this is the first time ever that me and Zach actually it is, match. I was about to comment on that. I believe this is the first time you two have ever actually <laughs> saw your list and was like, I don't want to match dubs. I didn't feel fucking stupid. So I think I've matched wait, wait, you. Because I originally was going to put the same thing. Well, then uh, you, would, you guys all three would have had the same thing. I, that, well, before Zach had his, I was like, I don't want to match dubs. And people this dubs guy can't parted. fucking articulate his fucking things in the mess drive fucking Match with him. Now, why, why, why are you pretending to talk to me that I'm Bane? Oh, I should talk, talk like this. I'm in the darkness, so I'm at a All right, all right, all right. right. Uh, Pell Rider's number five. Young Guns is number four. Um, yeah. No argument there. You guys all have Once Upon a Time in the West at number one. Uh, I, I can I can concede that. Like, Obviously, each of our rankings is our own personal ranking. This is my personal ranking, but objectively speaking, like you guys clearly all think, once upon the time of the West I, is the I'll just, universe. I'll just fix it. I'll, I'll just make it that much easier. There you I'll go. Just, I'll just change it. Yeah. I my reason, all, I effectively have them ranked. If I had to give a number, they're they're the same. They're tied. Like, yeah, I was gonna say I I can't back down on at least putting the searchers at number two. But yeah, well, I'm, I'm literally fine with us making that ranking. I, I felt like once upon a time in the West is the best one. Yeah. Why, why did you prefer the searchers over uh, once upon a time in the West and the good, the bad, the ugly once upon a time, once upon a time in the West and the good, the bad, the ugly are movies that I will watch. I mean, at least yearly, if not more often, like for the rest of my life, I love those movies dearly. The searchers is, is the same way. I'm going to watch that movie a lot, but there's a lot of stuff that happens in the searchers that has to do with like, tone and cinematography that is mm-hmm. just wonderful like it, it a, a lot of famous directors cite that movie as like inspiring them to do blank like blank great shot or film or whatever and uh i can see it in the searchers the Searchers is just such a gorgeous movie like, i Beautiful. could watch that movie muted with like a record playing and it'd be just as entertained it, it's such that's, a that's cool true movie. it is beautifully shot i i would agree with that and that's one I of mean, the biggest things about it that stuck out to me that i mentioned yeah yeah, but uh, and, and obviously the soundtrack in the other ones is, is good too, especially good the bad negative because I own the soundtrack to that on vinyl. It's fantastic too, but the searchers just looks so good. Like uh, it, it be it being um, bookended with the shots uh, looking out through the doorway into mm-hmm. the west. Uh, it's, it's so wonderful. And um, Sierra Leone is also uh, you know a genius. But he ha- he doesn't have anything that's like quite that poignant, in my opinion. He kind no, yeah, you're right. But yeah, that's that's why I went with Searchers for number one. 
Yeah, I with the Once Upon a Time in the West, I think that movie surprised me the most. Um, because I, if you remember, I was like, it's kind of slow in the beginning. And then, like, after it gets up to, like, act two in the final act, I was, like, fucking blown away. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree with Andy. I think uh, The Searchers were was beautifully shot. And it had a, a decent story as well. Um, if, if Once Upon a Time in the West was not there, The Searchers would be number one. Um, well, well, no shit, Dubs. It's your number two. That's our number yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We don't need all the hard time, but we have the same list. I love you, buddy. <laughs> she just named this fucking podcast Barry Dubs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like the story of Once Upon a Time in the West is what put me over. Like John Wayne's character, you're kind of just like. He's an asshole, like ninety percent of the film, and then ten percent he's like he gets his payoff. Um, in once upon a time in the West, I totally forgot the guy's name. Uh, harmonica, 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 yeah, harmonica, say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> harmonica. everyone's favorite character. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and plus even the the villain guy in there it was uh, great as well, Henry Fonda. Uh, and I just think that gets a slight edge over the Searchers, not by much, but I I I just. Had a good yeah, time. Apparently, Zach agrees with you. That's yeah. what I mean. I kind of think it's on similar lines that the the script, the the writing in that movie is a little bit more engaging. I think that's kind of what puts it over for me. Besides, yeah, the cool music and the yeah. Uh, if we were rating on different things, I think it would go to different ways. Like if I had to pick strictly on the music, I'd pick the good, the bad, the ugly. If I had to pick strictly on how it looks, the cinematography, the searchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I'm picking just from the story, because the story is just it's so well done in Once Upon a Time in the West. They do such a good job of keeping subtlety of what is happening with your main character until the very end to give you the surprise, but also at the same time, so much satisfaction in it. Because when you do realize it's at the same time that he's getting his payback. You're not sitting on edge hoping he gets it. You kind of already know it's there, but then when you really know why he's getting it, it's like, yeah, fucking kill him! Like, you're just really into it. Like, you you actually really are satisfied with how it ends. I still uh, say it's, like, my favorite payoff in a movie ever. Oh, and, man. Uh, it, for me, I, it's it's going to take a while for it to, to be outdone. <laughs> also, yeah. uh, another great thing about a lot of these movies, uh, uh, except Young Guns, it probably had the most talking. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Especially in the case of Once Upon a Time in the West, it's not people talking constantly, babbling. It's just <laughs> more more show, less tell. Yeah, yeah. Especially that. Oh yeah, and the beginning of the movie too. That that's the other thing. That that movie in itself has one of the most satisfying endings to a western, mm-hmm. but also one of the best intros. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree just, with that. Ah, it's just yeah, it's great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, again, don't get me wrong. I, I agreed with Andy. I'd watch these any given day. These these are all three awesome movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so, the yeah. Good, the good, the bad, and the ugly, it was fine. I, I, I enjoyed it. But, like, The Searchers and Once Upon a Time in the West, because of what the story was written, it had a thought-out story. Like, the good, bad, and the ugly, it's like, all these guys are scamming towns and stuff. And then finally they get to the gold. Like the ending had a payoff more than the whole, whole story as a whole, in my opinion. That's why I have it at number three. Um, but Andy, it's, are you, 
conceding pretty much with our list. Oh yeah, I already said that. We're done. Okay. I think this is like the easiest time we ever had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I actually thought it was gonna be very difficult, but no, we're we're all kind of on on par. It's it's all the same. Yeah. It's so like, it's like I said, like Chad said, though, you look at my you look at my scores because I score everything. I feel like it kind of sums up how we all feel. Yes, mm-hmm. close. <laughs> so just for repetition, final ranking is number five, Pell Rider, number four, Young Guns, number three, the good, bad, and the ugly, number two, the searchers, and number one, once upon a time in the West. Now Andy is up for his theme. So Andy, what is your theme? And did you pick out movies yet? I did pick out movies. We're gonna watch. I figured we watch westerns. Let's do it. Let's watch samurai movies instead of uh, just Easterns. telling you. I have something arranged so I can show you what we're gonna. Oh watch. shit! Well, I have a graphic. Yes, I have a graphic for those watching the video version. But if you're listening to us, week one we're gonna watch uh, Akira Kurosawa's very famous, very classic Seven Samurai. After that, I want to watch Harakiri, and then after that, Sword of Doom. Then on week four, we're going to watch Twilight Samurai, which is the only movie on the, this list I've never seen before. I was actually researching what to watch, and I watched, I looked up a bunch of like greatest samurai movies, greatest movies about samurai, blah, blah, blah. And it's like on all the lists, and I've never seen it, so I figured maybe I better watch it. Oh, and also I own it, which is <laughs> embarrassing. And then uh, finally, we're going we're gonna to bookend it with uh, another Kurosawa. We're going to watch Ran. I always wanted to see Ran. Yes, and now you shall. I haven't seen any of these, though. Good. Well, then that's that's actually I. There were a few candidates that I knew one or two of you had seen, so I left all them out. I wanted everything to be fresh. Nice so, graphic, by the way. By the way, why, uh, future. Why didn't you pick the last samurai? No. <laughs> <laughs> These are all Just Japanese samurai movies. <laughs> all right, guys. So remember. Seven Samurais is going to be week one. So remember to watch that movie and then come back. And then we will discuss it here. Um, usually we do it every Tuesdays, but life happened and we needed to do it on Thursdays. So just a reference, we do change days if life does come up. But Just, just to warn everyone, set aside a little time for Seven Samurai. It's, uh, uh, Zach, Zach like brought us down. Like and then you know let us let us go easy with the young guns. I'm I'm doing a thing. You're gonna start at a peak and then you're gonna gonna do one of these situations and come back up. We're gonna end on a peak. So okay. okay. All right. Well, before we get into the last words, usually I have an ad for us. So here we go. Wrestling nerds, wrestling weebs, wrestling fans. If you're looking for a different kind of podcast, one that goes over actual big wrestling news, I mean real stories. Not somebody getting divorced or baseless rumors or whatnot. And get some color? We got that. We also do reviews of wrestling from the past, but sometimes we also do wrestling from the modern day too. If it's something that interests us at the time. Other than that, I would say the main attraction is just three guys who have been lifelong wrestling fans doing what wrestling fans do. Cutting up, cracking jokes, and just enjoying the entertainment wrestling can provide. However that comes. If you want to catch Getting Some Color, you can catch it bi-weekly on Thursdays, 10 p.m. Eastern, usually. Usually. Uh, So, last word is where we talk about what the hell we've been watching, playing, or doing. Um, And if we have any news that we usually bring up. uh, I didn't play any games, because after Resident Evil 4, kind of like took a break. And I'm probably going to get on the Metal Gear Solid train soon, since uh, that's the next thing that we're going to have to be playing 
to talk about soon. Uh, but I didn't really play any games. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I tried to, like, go, I went on Game Pass and I downloaded like some <laughs> JRPG games, like Soul Hackers. And literally, like, the first 30 minutes, there was so much dialogue that I just didn't give a shit about. And I just turned it off and uninstalled it. <laughs> uh, that's kind of how Atlas games go. Like, yes. you got to be prepared for that. Buckle up. The intro is going to take at least an hour and a half before you really get to do anything. Yeah, because yeah. I got I got a percent of five. Try that out. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to try that next uh, because I got I got up to gameplay and then I finally like, moved like a, a, an inch and then there was like more cutscenes. I'm like, fuck this game. <laughs> I, I just it's Soul Hackers 2. I don't know what happened in Soul Hackers 1. So that's why I was just like, I just want to see how the combat is. Um, Watching wise, uh, I'm watching Severance with my dad for from my second time. Um, I highly recommend it. If I had to like mix things to tell you what it's like, it's like Portal the game meets The Office, the TV show, and it's like a dystopian series and stuff. Uh, I highly recommend it. If you have an Apple TV trial, um, use it for that. And Tetris, by the way, which I I talked about last episode. Uh, I also watched a Bret Hart documentary um, that was on YouTube. Um, learned a lot of stuff about Bret Hart. I didn't even know he likes to draw. <laughs> That's like one of the things he like. He likes to draw cartoons. Now I understand like why he did Simpsons. He probably like marked out for fucking Simpsons. Uh, and apparently he didn't want to wrestle. He wanted to be an actor and he made like a shitty fucking movie, uh, about a lizard, uh, that was destroying a town and, uh, the lizard fucking died on set and, <laughs> and they couldn't finish the film. Uh, and since he sucked at, uh, acting and directing, uh, he joined wrestling and I guess, you know, it never stopped from there until Bill Goldberg ended his career, uh, which I think they he he talks about it in the biography. He talks about how Vince screwed him at the screw job, and then also how Bill Goldberg just he's not a fucking wrestler. He just loves to kick people in the head. <laughs> he said, <laughs> also, in the biography, yeah, he's an unsafe monster that has no idea how to wrestle." He, he said in the biography, uh, in terms of a, he's like in terms of a wrestler, he's like a zero out of ten. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he, five zero out of ten wrestler, just flat fucking dead face just says it mm. yeah i feel like more of us are going to talk about that bret hart documentary spoilers yeah. yeah and the owen hart part killed me especially it, it, what killed me is like not bret hart talking about it or any other people mark henry fucking crying made me like god damn it dude i, I don't yeah. know what it is because i know they were big uh, best buds and stuff him him yeah. and mark henry yeah, really I'm curious when okay did, were you guys watching the pay-per-view when that happened no, no. Uh, I didn't get to see because back then I would get a recording of it from my grandpa mm -hmm. later, and I didn't get to see it until later. This is around the time my my hillbilly family had learned how to take the like the weird like direct TV cards and like fry them so that like you can just get everything oh, the totally illegal or whatever. Yeah. But I remember like this is one of those pay per views that we got to watch. We were we, I remember watching this and seeing what happened live. I was like, what just happened? Like and like, it's just so weird and surreal to think about. It's like I wasn't there, obviously, but it was just such a weird thing to happen in wrestling, just to, like to like experience that and then just mm. be a tragedy. Uh, I don't know, it just sucks. Uh, but yeah, they do. Uh, 
they do a great job in this documentary. I won't. I'm figuring out. We're already talking about it. I just won't bring it up whenever I come to, to my turn. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll go. I guess we'll definitely go deep into it when we do uh, get in some color. Uh, but I highly recommend it. There's a Mick Foley one that I haven't watched yet, so I might go watch that too. Um, I've been watching a lot of CU podcasts, um, <laughs> especially the Tommy Tallarico thing. Just seeing the lineage of that uh, trash that happened. <laughs> it's it's funny that like they're the only ones that sniffed the bullshit. Like it makes me wonder if the other. I, I don't know if that's entirely true, but they're they're some of the more high high profile bullshit sniffers yeah they they were more vocal about it uh, i would say um it makes me wonder even the ones that were backing tommy like they must have known this was bullshit and they just wanted that uh, free swag i guess they began to learn and i think it told a lot about a lot of their characters because some of them like backpedaled and said oh wait actually this is a bad idea mm-hmm. and then some of them just doubled down like they just they still live that lie yeah. No, that, man, this could be amazing. It's going to revolutionize the console space. You just don't get it. I played it, and I got to ride Tommy's Ferrari, and he sucked my dick a little bit, but he didn't let me finish in his mouth. You don't oh want pasta? You don't want fucking pasta from Tommy? <laughs> I didn't know Jesse Ventura sucked Tommy Tallarico's dick. That was a pretty good impression. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's another thing I watched. Will Sasso was talking to that Chris Van Villet, Villet whatever guy. In Chris name Van Villet. Yeah. Amelie uh, du Fromage. <laughs> Where Will Sasso is doing fucking uh, Jesse Ventura uh, impersonations. But other than that, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, nothing else. And I haven't been actually. I was reading uh, the Midnight Library, which it's kind of weird how that book is formatted. Like there's chapters, but they're written like s like it's weird. It's it's not it. The prose is written like it's an essay format thing and it feels uh because the story is she's committing suicide but then goes in between life and death uh at a library where opens up a book of regrets and you're learning about what paths she could have taken it's just written weird i i i dig it because it's different than other stuff where there's like tons of world building and stuff um but it does have my attention, so it did work. But other than that, that's all I've done. Andy, what the hell uh, you've been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, I started Resident Evil Four remake again. Just I don't know. I just wanted to screw around with some guns. I got all the way up to the castle, and I said, "Okay, maybe I'm going to play something else for a little bit." I plan on going back. I want to beat a second playthrough, and and I, I got the Killer Seven, and man, it's fun. Um, I finally started the Forza Horizon 5 Rally DLC. I mean, it's fun. It's good stuff. It's it's like real rally stuff in that there's not, it's not an actual race. It's uh, time-based. And each track lets you choose when you enter it to either do a rally or just good old-fashioned race. And it's just you and a bunch of idiots sliding around in the mud. Uh, but uh, I like it. I'm enjoying it. It's not game, you know, it didn't shift any paradigms, but it's more Forza Horizon 5, and I like that game, so whatever. Um... I uh, watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio on Netflix. Did any of you watch that movie when it was? No, a but how is it? I liked it a lot. Like I was, I, I had heard some stuff about it that made me think maybe it's not going to be the best thing I've ever seen, but man, it is a good movie. It's really cool. The, the changes that they make um, are actually really entertaining. And just uh, the animation is just gorgeous to look at. It's just, it's uh 
their kind of stuff's come a long way. I, a lot of people were like, um, oh, it deals with fascism, blah, blah, blah. It does very much. I mean, it takes place in Italy in like the late 30s. So, you know, come on, what do you yeah. expect? Um, but yeah, it's really good. I, I highly recommend it. Like, I like Del Toro anyway. And I've always been one of these guys that's very much like uh, animation is a medium, not a genre. And this, this proves it because there's a lot of like severe violence in it. So. Get ready for that. Like you know, a kid could watch it, but I wouldn't let a young child watch it. Um, and then, other than that, I finished F one Drive to Survive. Uh, it was great. I mean, I was already enjoying it, but it, it finishes really strong. The whole series, or the whole season, was really good. I've seen season five, and then uh, once again, there wasn't a race day this last weekend, so I watched the Monaco Grand Prix from last year because in drive to survive it was a high point of like drama i just kind of wanted to see it for myself. Oh. like i knew how it ended but it's like yeah whatever it, it rained and it's monaco which is like a really dangerous track anyway so it's just interesting i got a question it's, it's on f1 it, it it's semi-political but it's also comedy at the same time apparently one of the f1 races like climate activists was stopping the race but they didn't yeah. know that all the cars were electric is, is that true that all the f1 cars are electric oh is this the recent you're talking yeah. more recently yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. because I, I think it was last year is either last year or the year before protesters broke onto the track at silverstone and like sat in the middle of the track during i think it was just like during a yellow flag or something mm. and they were protesting oil but yeah, more, more recently, there was a big protest at a Formula E event, which is all electronic cars. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said they were intelligent people. They are not. They, they are definitely they effort. They're confused, but they got the spirit. I mean, that being said, yeah, the cars are electronic, but like uh, the airplanes and the trucks that haul the cars all around the world nonstop are not. So, I mean, like there's something to be said there, but also uh, those people need to fuck off and die. Cause I just, that's not the way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think, motor, I don't think tackling motorsports is, is I don't think that's the big contributor. To, I mean, haven't they, yeah, they've proven like, motors. well, it's, it's, it's cause it's visible. That's, that's yeah. why they, that's why they broke onto the track at Silverstone is because it's, it's F1 in the UK. Like that was a really big race. It's a big event. And a lot of, uh, at the time, Lewis Hamilton, like the most famous driver, he's from the UK. So it's just like a high visibility thing for them to do. But basically, they went out and sat in the middle of the track and the cars were taken off the track anyway, because I think the yellow flag became a red flag. So uh, security came out and dragged them away. I would have just gave them a, job. like a board or something like hold this and they could just launch. Pew! <laughs> it's a ramp. <laughs> but. But continue. I'm sorry. I just wanted to make sure because I, I this is the first time I'm hearing that the F1 cars are now like electric and that's well, cool. Formula E, they're all yeah. electric. Formula One, Two, and Three, they're hybrids. They're V6 with electric stuff. I, it's, mm. it's really um, I, I don't fully understand this. <laughs> it's really <laughs> complicated. <laughs> they got like a V6 engine with an electric powertrain, and it, it's not a traditional. Uh, drive system it's uh, it's it's crazy yes one yeah exactly right yeah <laughs> that's right. it and i watched a bunch of like youtube shit about f1 because that's i'm obsessed with it now luckily though this weekend is a race so i'm finally gonna get to watch something <laughs> is that when you have to wake up this... early hmm? 
Is that when you have to wake up early, like at 2 a.m. to watch a race? This one's not as early. This one's in Azerbaijan, so it's going to start at like 7 a.m., I think. That's not bad. No, that's not yeah. bad. Is this going to tra- translate to you maybe trying to get into the F1 games? I was thinking about it because you can get the last year's one for like nothing. And I thought I might yeah. try it and see if it's fun. And then if I like it, I can buy the new one, which is expensive. Obviously. It's on Game Pass. I might download yeah, it. You just realize that we we can't follow. This is one of those things I can't follow you on. Because if you're like, hey, you should really watch this. Hey, you should really get this. Then I'll buy a Formula One car and decide to become a driver. <laughs> well, <laughs> to get divorced. It's like he went too far. He died doing well, what he loved. We just need to push him to do this. So we can all drive this F1 car. <laughs> we can all drive it. That's right. I want to do that. <laughs> Shit. It, it sounds, sounds like fantastic. We have a team. Yeah. Here we go. All right. I'm telling well, you. I mean, just watch. Uh, Drive to Survive, and you guys will be fans like I am. Drive to Survive is really good. And like every episode is like has the drama of a movie. It's fantastic. I'm going to. It's in my queue. I, I have to clear out some other things before I can get to it. Oh, you should watch it. You should watch I, it at least while the season is going on, so you can get a little more excited. Uh, this weekend is Azerbaijan, so obviously the race starts at like 7 a.m. But uh, the next race is in Miami, so it starts at like. 6 p.m. like regular time for because it's in our time zone so like normal human hours so i was gonna you know if you wanted to watch that you should come up and watch chas just said everybody else in the world isn't a human that's why i've got four <laughs> mother-in-law there's only two continents us and you them subhuman garbage on the other side of the world no but all, all the other races are going to take place in the middle east and europe so they're all going to be at like 6 a.m 7 a.m 8 a.m except japan the japan grand prix starts at like two in the morning that's, that's the last one i gotta get up at like no, stupid. i'll take up for japan japan are, are real people uh so I, I can't allow you to call them subhuman trash the real people <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could fit in your tiny bathrooms. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a chat to tell you what the plate are doing. So uh, I'll start with a weird one. It's funny. I've been sending you guys all these videos. I just randomly came across something on Reddit. <laughs> this is a subreddit called R Unexpected. And boy, oh boy, I, I have spent so much time wasted now just finding this most random shit. Like, these videos are just absurd. I can't really explain it. It's just, I I like things that are just like random. I I expect it. And sometimes they go in a direction that, I mean, obviously I don't send you guys all of them. I I try to send you guys the ones that are, that are really good. They just come out of nowhere and they're they're funny. Yeah. So I'm doing the the hard work. I'm doing God's work, filtering through the trash. Uh, But yeah, I don't know that AI generated pizza commercial. That That one was great. That one really messed with me. I was seeing that other places that, that, that one had legs. Yeah, that one picked up, and it was it was on other uh, subreddits. But yeah, I saw it first on Unexpected. But there was the one of the, the Ghost Rider thing that I sent that fucked with me pretty hard. The guy that like turned into Ghost Rider, and then he had like then it was another person, and he actually had like really severe burns all over his body. And he's yeah. like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's really fucked up stuff. I don't know. It's strange shit that I found at two a.m. and I can't unsee it now. So it's like Rick and uh, Morty commercials became real. Is like what the fuck? Yeah, like the weird like intergalactic television commercials. Like yeah, yeah. It's, look it's, at me. It's like when it's I watch... my Sam. Come buy my mattresses. It's like when I watch Nightmind's videos at like two a.m. in the morning, and then I try to like go in the darkness of my home and stuff, and I get freaked out. <laughs> like that's that's what the AI generated pizza commercial. I was like, oh my god, I I can't eat pizza for a while. <laughs> it fucked you up. <laughs> yeah. Well, ironically, I found this 
like watching it like i was like man i just finished playing resident evil i need to chill out because i just play like 2 a.m with like my surround speakers and darkness i need to calm down so then i'm watching this to chill out so before i go to sleep uh <laughs> but uh yeah i i watched the bret hart documentary we, we talked about that already and we'll touch on that uh my wife and i started watching it and she'd already been watching it i watched a couple episodes with her and it's admittedly pretty funny it's this tv show called animal control it's just one of those random like bs like comedies oh yeah we it's got um uh it's got what's his face from kevin McHale in it yeah that's yeah it's a weird like weird ripoff kind of that it almost feels again it feels more like community than it does like the office or parks and rec but effectively they're following around people that that work for animal control and they're just doing really dumb stuff it, it's fine to watch and it's pretty easy to it, again it's one of those easy watches i so I've, I've enjoyed watching it with her but i mean nothing like crazy i wouldn't give like a hard recommendation or anything to it um but there's some pretty funny stuff there uh dad will play a little bit of rock band that's how i get my exercise because i'm fat uh I've really dug deeper into this whole Dragon Ball Fighters thing. I'm disappointed to find out the local tournament that's happening nearby is they're just strictly doing Smash. They're not going to play. So I can't so get on body any fighting games. Yeah, they're not going to play fighting games. They're going to play <laughs> party fighting game simulator. Uh, and uh, But they're going to be really intense about it and, and get really sweaty and pretend that they're playing fighting games. Uh yeah, I'm really disappointed. I was hoping to go there and body some people, but uh, but I, I got to find another. Just place go and set up this. your own station with with Dragon Ball running, and then point right. at people and be like, "Nerds are next." What, it is the same place that that uh, is like the card shop that does the whole thing where you can like drink beer and play card games and other stuff. So I probably totally could just bring my own setup and just do that. But... Stuff like that is what got people killed in westerns. You're going to get him killed. That's a good point. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been doing the shit that has been trying to get me killed for a while. Remember, I was the one that got <laughs> from the fucking casual Magic the Gathering table at fucking Magfest. Like, no, you fucking asshole, you gotta leave. Like, I don't know what I did. I just won. Uh, I played a little bit of Overwatch, dabbling, but this is the big one. I was saving it for last. I decided last night it was time, and I started a Resident Evil Three remake. Oh! And I'm actually decently far. I think I've I finished the first like sequence where you play as Jill. I'm I'm now controlling Carlos. Oh, he's on oh, like the, the third mansion. Nemesis. Yeah, mansion. Yes. I'm sorry, police station. Yeah, I'm at the police station with Carlos. That's where I stopped last night. But I mean, I, I, basically what I've done is I, I did the tried and true. I just hoarded all of my hand grenades. And anytime I saw Nemesis, I said, fuck you! And I threw a hand grenade at him and he dropped a case. And I just upgraded my weapon and I just kept going. Yeah, he's yeah. the easy, easiest Nemesis ever. Yeah, yeah while it, he's like easy, it's still fucking scary because of how fucking fast he is in that game. Oh, and yeah. Like, well, that's... You can like run, shoot, you know, shoot and run away or something, and then all of a sudden you hear behind. Depending on your sound setup, or whatever you got headphones mm-hmm. or something, you hear that, and he's like suddenly right in front of you. You're like, fuck. Or he does a shit where like you like run from him, and he just jumps the fucking map and just runs right in front of you. And says, "Not this door." And he does like, a Hulk jump. Fuck. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's still terrifying. And what I've also noticed too is there are like a max number of times that you can get the case before you just get bullshit from it. Yeah. Because I thought every time I'd get a neat upgrade, and then I got shotgun shells once, and I was like, well, I just fucking wasted a grenade. I could have ran. So uh, I learned from that. But uh, that game, especially after playing Resident Evil 4, that game is so much more stingy with resource management. 
which again, different. it's very fitting because again, playing the older older versions of RE, like that's the whole point. It's much more survival horror, and yeah. and again, you're not trying to kill every zombie you fight. You're actually supposed to run and like shoot one to knock him down and don't look back. Uh, so I've been enjoying playing that and like finding the little puzzles and I've been trying to like get everything I've killed. I think I've found uh, like five, four or five of the little Charlie bot things or whatever. Mm. Little trinkets. Things. Yeah, yeah. The bobbleheads. Uh, I think they're called Charlie's. I can't remember, but, uh, but yeah, I've blew them up a few times. Uh, yeah. It's been fun so far. It's, it's a good game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a it's a fine game. It's just the stupid people on the internet like fucking got bent out of shape. I mean, I get it. it feels like I'm I'm rushing through the game a bit compared to how the first game plays out. But also the story is just like way different in terms of how it's handled. Like you meet people way earlier than you you did before, and like, but I get that. Like it doesn't make anything bad. It's just handled differently. If anything, it makes more sense because of how the map is laid out and everything. So I'm not. Mm. I'm enjoying myself so far. I mean, I'm basically like just high stress and just having a heart attack whenever Nemesis comes. Like, oh shit, hand grenade! <laughs> like, <laughs> I definitely don't feel cool about it. I throw a hand grenade, panic, piss myself, and then he, I get the case, and I'm like, fuck, I better run. The other thing I learned too is that if it's a sequence where he's supposed to chase you for a while, like when he gets the rocket launcher the first time, the hand grenade will knock him down, and you will take the the case or whatever. But he gets up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And still chases you. And then, of course, there's that first fight where you have to like fight him with the flamethrower. I think that's actually before the grenade launcher. But uh, yeah, that fight was a pain in the ass. Uh, mm-hmm. But and you get the grenade launcher itself. But again, it's like resource management. It's like, well, it'd be great yeah. if I had a fucking place to keep all this stuff. But you can't ever keep ammo because you got to drop something. Uh, I don't know. It's been fun. I've, I've enjoyed it a lot. Mm. Cool. All right, anything else? Um, I thought there was something else I'd watch, but honestly, I can't remember if or what it was. So, no, I think that's that's pretty much it. All right, Zach, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? Uh, <clears throat> still been playing uh, WWE 2K23. Still kind of, and I wasn't able to sink as much time into the single player stuff as I was uh, th- for this week. So, hopefully, I'll have more talk about on that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played the Street Fighter Six demo. Uh, few days ago how is it it's it's very good i feel very very positive about this one uh because i I talked about in the chat a little bit off air but uh just the the feel of the game which can sound kind of nebulous if you don't really know what you know i'm talking about but it's kind of easy to explain i feel like uh, which is like yeah when you pick a game up and you just play it and it feels a certain way or something. Uh, something about Street Fighter V just always felt off, and I wasn't the only one that thought that, to the point that people were broke it down enough to its molecules that they figured out that there was, like, a baked-in, like, kind of input lag that just never would go away, uh, no matter what you did. Uh, it causes it to feel like you're... Your inputs, your actions, you always feel a little off or disconnected, and I didn't like that about it. Uh, beyond them just gutting the shit out of like a lot of mechanics and just taking moves away and stuff, like that to me, that game felt like the, you had the least amount of options you could do with your character. Mm. Uh, almost stripping it all the way back to Street Fighter Two, I think. Even yeah, even with V Trigger and stuff. 
I got a question. The audio cues, because I think there's audio cues if like you hit like a punishment or or whiff or whatever, or it it gives you audio audio cues on when you're doing moves. Is there a way to turn that off? Because I have a feeling all the pros are gonna be pissed off about that. I don't even know what you're talking about. I didn't even notice that. (laughs) Yeah, I heard a little bit about this. I don't know if they have a way to regulate it. Although I know some of that was also uh, discussed about people playing on cracked versions of the game. Uh, and like how other the creators were like, ever yeah, people that are playing on that should just be banned from being able to use it if they're trying to use cracked versions and play online. Because uh-huh. I guess that there's like, yeah, there's ways to basically telegraph what your opponent's going to do mm-hmm. effectively. But like, well, before they, they do it. So I think that's the problem. Like the audio cue, you have enough time to respond. So, I mean, again, at a certain level, it's not going to matter. But when you get the higher level play, it matters. I, I think it's good for people that are learning. Th- that's the one thing I liked about the whole uh, video before the demo was announced is that the game single player is teaching you how to play. It's It teaches you all the how to play footsies, how to cancel, how to do combos and stuff within the story, uh, which I think is great. But uh, mm-hmm. I heard Zach and confirm level eight fucking Ryu apparently computer is <laughs> fucking hard as shit. Like all the pros are having a hard time beating him in single player. Uh, I didn't uh, try to fight him as a computer actually. Uh, oh. I, like I played some rounds. I, I was playing Ryu uh, against Luke and I was just like, you know, playing with all the new moves and the mechanics and stuff. Uh, which is great because it's like I feel like they brought everything back that everybody liked more or less with tweaks, like folks tax back, uh, pairings back. Uh, it works off of a different bar. It doesn't feed off of your super. There's like a separate bar that uh, well you can use your ex moves with, and you need to have so you can parry. Uh, and you can burn that bar out, and it'll, like, affect you. It'll cause you to, like, take more damage if you fucking burn up all your... Whatever that bar is called. I, I never learned the name of it. <laughs> but, uh, it's, the, it's the bar under your health bar. Um, everybody has supers. They have three different supers because there's three levels of supers. Level one super co- costs one bar, so you could do that move three times if you had three bars. Two and three, so on. Uh and uh, Ryu had new moves, moves he's never had before, uh, and th- that was interesting. <laughs> uh, but I also played the uh, the World Tour mode, which was kind of fun. It kind of... I heard somebody make a comparison, like it kind of vaguely reminds you of Yakuza a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like it, with the free roaming and like the stuff that you do, but instead of like getting into a Yakuza fight, you get in a Street Fighter fight. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting, and uh, it's fun. Yeah, uh, I huge kudos to them for realizing the misstep on five, where they're just—I don't know what their weird mentality was about that. They just wanted it to be all about the esports aspect of it, and they kind of alienated other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really fall in that category because, like, I, I don't consider myself like a pro player or anything by any stretch, but I'm kind of too hardcore to be a casual player. Mm-hmm. But so, like. They took out all the stuff I would typically do to practice on my own or just have fun uh, besides playing online. You know, take, taking all that stuff aside about the gameplay mechanics and how it felt. Uh, and I, I was just left with, for the most part, a game I didn't have anything to do, so I just really didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, well, and you were talking earlier about how to describe feel. I think a good way to describe 
fighting games, they're like different styles of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Like, and that sounds really dumb, but really, like, some games are just very smooth, like, very easy to control. They're creamy. And then you have really chunky feels. Like, it, it doesn't mean it's bad. Sometimes there are games, like, I feel like Mortal Kombat games are more, or Injustice are more chunky feel because of how you interact, but, like, it works for that type of game. Tekken kind of feels chunkier in a way. Uh, but it's not, it doesn't mean it's bad, but then there are games that are just, like, a clunky, like, mess. So like, they're celebrated. supposed to be smooth, and they're not. And that that's how uh, Street Fighter felt. Like you said, the input lag just really fucked with it. It's strange. I never really got over it. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I feel really good about Street Fighter Six after playing the demo. I'm excited for when it drops. Um, I I know I'm saying this early, but this Street Fighter is jam-packed, like, fucking to the gills, dude. Like, they have this single-player Yakuza thing that they're doing. Um, then they have the arcade mode on top of it, so you get to go through each character and do what, you know, old-school Street Fighter single-player used to... Uh, you could do that as well. And yeah. then... The online, the online portion, you could take your created character that you do in the, the Yakuza style uh, storyline and face other players in the hub um, t- to face off against each other. Uh, and then you get to play all the old fucking Street Fighter games in the hub. And also you get to create yeah. squads and you get to create your own room. And, you know, like in like Super Smash or just generic uh, fighting game online, you would usually just wait in like a on the sideline until you you're fighting someone. Yeah. Now you now you can go to an arcade cabinet and be like, all right, well these guys are fighting over there. I'm gonna fight with you over here. And <laughs> each cabinet you you could have different styles uh, because now they are doing tag teamers. Uh, you could have two uh, fighters, uh, mm-hmm. two two v twos and stuff, kind of like King of Fighters and all this stuff, which I'm excited for um, as far as that. I'm really glad that tag fighting is just a feature and they didn't exclusively make it. I guess it adds to news. There was some news that broke over the last week about how, like, this game was originally supposed to come out in 2021. And there were all of these decisions that were going to be made by the original creator of Street Fighter V that was ahead of Street Fighter VI. And he was demanding to push 2v2 and make that, like, the main and make that the only way the game played. And a bunch of people hated it. And hmm. he ended up getting fired, and they like redid the project, and like this is what we got because of it. And Thank it, God. It's, it sounds like it worked out a lot because they were basically just going to redo Street Fighter Five, but tag fighting. That sounds terrible. It sounded terrible really piss. bad. That's yeah. what was wrong with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's effectively what the guy said. He's like, "Oh, well, people just keep playing these tag fighters, so we just need to make Street Fighter Five again, but with tag fighting." No, and that's they, what fucking Marvel vs. Capcom is and shit. Like, what the fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His ass got fired. I mean, there were other things, of course, but yeah, but yeah. It sounds like there's a lot of good stuff. I have the demo downloaded. I just haven't played it yet, so I I need to get on that. Just check it out. Yeah. Um, I have been reading. Uh, started a new comic book. I, I did. Uh, Justice League: Gods and Monsters. It's based off of that animated movie that came out a few years ago, mm-hmm. where it's like kind of like alternate uh, history thing. Where it's yeah, like, Vampire uh, Batman. Yeah, Kirk Langstrom is Batman, and he's a vampire. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Wonder Woman is uh, uh, Becca from uh, New Genesis. Uh, and Superman is Zod, who landed in, like, uh, South America or Mexico or something. <laughs> and he's his his uh, outlook, his uh, 
is very much the opposite of Superman. He's not like a bad guy, but he's like kind of a ruthless prick. <laughs> yeah, he's not quite Red Sun, but he he definitely saw some fucked up shit. It, so he's it shaped he's, him. Yeah, he he is definitely molded a certain way. Yeah, yeah. it's I, I've watched the I, I've never read it, but I watched the, the movie. I remember watching it, the animated movie on HBO Max. It's pretty good. Yeah, it was cool. It was kind of a neat little alternate what if take on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, I also watched the Bret Hart biography. We'll talk about that later more. Uh, I also watched High Plains Drifter. Yay! Uh, it was <laughs> at first I was like I don't know about this movie yet, and then it started as it built. It got better over time. Uh, and just for the record, a seven point five out of ten. It's better than Young Guns. <laughs> so, so, uh, but the thing that struck me about it the most was like his characters, like Clint with character in High Plays Drifter is like huge prick in it, but also it has this shit going on with like something that happened in the town where it's like they all like, have you guys seen this movie? Yes. No. I've not watched it now. Oh, okay. I won't get into too much detail on it, but there's something that happens where it's like weird flashbacks or something. Uh, it has to do with people in the town and stuff. And some a guy is basically getting whipped to death with bull whips. And every time this happens, it plays this fucking music, and everybody's, like, sitting in shadows, like, kind of looking in the distance. There's a guy standing in a shadow, kind of real far away, like David Liv style, and it's creepy looking. And, <laughs> and this music makes it, like feel like a fucking horror movie every time these flashbacks happen where this guy is getting whipped to death and everybody just watches it uh that's that's odd and there's another there's a good payoff at the end though with this one it's not quite once upon a time in the west good no but when it was happening especially with the way it was framed where there's like there's fucking fire in the background and somebody's getting whipped and shit it's like yes it's fucking awesome (laughs) Revenge whipping. Uh, yeah, revenge whipping. Good. It was it was good. It was very uh cathartic. <laughs> but uh cool movie. Uh, I recommend it. Definitely better than Pale Rider. Uh also I'm um, to realize in Westerns that Clint Eastwood just plays different shades of, of douchebag. Different shades of gray. Yeah, different shades <laughs> of pale. Except in paint your wagon. I had meant to bring up paint paint your wagon at some point during the last five weeks, but it just never it was never organic enough. We we got it. We got there. Uh, I'm also going to work on a, a horror project uh, where I'm gonna I'm gonna crunch and watch a bunch of horror movies outside of uh, October. Not a bunch. I don't know. It's some undetermined amount. I'm just going to try to make more of an effort to watch some more outside of my set aside time. Typically, um, are you gonna okay. watch it? You gonna start in August? <laughs> I'm starting right now. <laughs> so, I'll just I'll just randomly say I'll watch this horror movie and I'll talk about it for like a minute and then it'll be over. Mm-hmm. Uh but uh that's pretty much all I got. I got a little news thing that I'll talk about here in a minute. And, all right, yeah. well head into it. What's we'll the news? Do it now. Yeah, oh, okay. News. So uh uh on Raw on uh WWE Raw, they uh Triple H unveiled a new world heavyweight championship belt. Yeah. Uh, Looks like the big belt from WCW. It kind of it's it looks like several belts. It reminds me of it's like I showed you the green belt, the original belt Hulk Hogan won in like 1984 from the Iron Sheik. Mm. It kind of also reminds me of the old WWF title before that, uh, 
and it also reminds you of the big gold. Yeah. But uh, it, it's a very nice looking championship. Dubs doesn't like the logo on it, but <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> the, that's the, I wish it was more engraved into it. It kind of looks like they put like a like one of those uh, you know like the the straps of like people's logos on the side. It looks like they just put that on the middle of the belt. I've I've enjoyed the nickname that people have had for it. So someone called it Big Gold, and they put a giant W, a capital W, in the word gold. Gold. O W L D. I like that. That's, that's uh, what people should call it. It's a nice looking belt to me, though, and uh, it's kind of murky right now what exactly their intention is with this. But it seems to be like it's going to be a separate world title, and people are speculating this is setting up because they're doing a brand split again and they're making a big deal out of it. And allegedly this brand split is going to be a hard reset for everything for like the whole company. Um, well, but is it on a spinner? No, no, it could be though. If it wanted to, uh, <laughs> Actually, it, it, it is set up for a spinner. It is. It does have the setup. Yeah. Who could, uh, who could bring back the spinner where it would be acceptable though? Austin theory. Um, <laughs> yeah, somehow. Oh my the, God. How do you put a, what if you put a Beyblade spinner on it? Oh, oh, <laughs> hilarious. People would be oh, so mad. <laughs> Just to give context to Andy, by the way, when Triple H announced it, he also talked about Roman Reigns since he is the undisputed champion. Um, and he didn't say like he's like the SmackDown or Raw un uh, champion, he just said he will still be the undisputed champion wherever he lands, whether it be Raw or SmackDown. So people are thinking like, well, is this a second place belt? Pretty much, is this like a? Well, they kind of separated it. He he called him. He said he was still the undisputed universal champion, but then they're calling this world heavyweight champion. Like they like at one point, like they used to call him the undisputed WWE universal heavyweight champion or whatever that all the title was used by Heyman, but. Yeah, when they described it, they were very specific to keep out heavyweight, and then they're using this to say it's world heavyweight. So, so I, I don't I'm, know if this is like the consolation prize for Cody or what happens. I don't know. So uh, maybe, so maybe what's going to happen is wherever Roman Reigns lands, uh, they're going to be like, "Here's a new belt. Here's the universal title," and it's going to have probably a red strap with the same kind of belt. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, there's whatever brand he's on. They're just going to give him that version of the universal. Yeah. Or just combine the two. I mean, they, they may make a different version, like an updated version of their title to kind of look like the, the heavyweight title, just in a different way. And then it'd just be two different ones. But, yeah, whatever. Wrestling stuff. That's for another time. Yeah. Yes. That's pretty much it. Just wanted to bring that up. I think, Chaz, you had news? Mm -mm. I don't have any I, news. I, I thought you said you had news. Oh, no, uh, I, I said I didn't have any. Nope, I'm good. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, we talked about that UK blocking uh, Microsoft thing, and they appealed it. I don't know what that means. Um, I, don't, I, I don't understand. Apparently, US is, is okay with it, and I think Europe is okay with it, but UK is the only one that's blocking it. They're afraid it's going to stifle creativity in the cloud gaming field or some stupid shit like it that. sound like bullshit sound like somebody <laughs> nonsense it sound like somebody got paid to throw up a roadblock so like they were like peter molyneux what do you think and he's like that sounds awful 
This will be the greatest around. game ever created. It will <laughs> single-handedly reshape your brain in terms of how you think about video games. I want you, I want you to see this pedo game called Milo, where you get to stick on an island, an island, uh, not Epstein Island, an island with Milo. <laughs> oh my god, that was Fuck weird. It. Yeah, it was a weird phase for him. Yeah. But yeah, I I have no other news. Um, if there's trailers, Dune two trailer came out, Black Mirror season six uh, trailer came out, uh, and also uh, the Batman movie featuring the Flash uh, trailer came out um, as he said, well. Let's get nuts. He said it. Yes, he did. He did say <laughs> did he? Let's get nuts. That's funny. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and Batfleck is in it too. Apparently, I've heard rumors. That the Nick Cage Man. Superman's gonna be in the background. What? Get that. the fuck out of town. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would apparently, be amazing. Apparently, there's gonna be a cameo where he's fighting someone in the background. He's. It's not gonna be like a scene where he's talking. It's just gonna be a background, which I, I'm okay with. I, this is supposed to be a fun movie, and apparently, it's been getting this, good things in the test audience. It sounds like it'll be a fun one. Mm. But uh. I think that's where we'll end it here. Remember, uh, you guys have any final words before we close it out? Judging no. by the silence, no. that is a no. no. Se- Seven Samurais next week. Remember to watch it. Samurai is both plural and singular. Yeah. So seven no, yep. deers. Samurais. Yes. Deers. <laughs> China people. Uh, anyway. Might as well call them Asia oh. face. Man, we're going to watch that movie with China people where they're killing each other's swords. It's called Seven Samurais. Jeez. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Remember to like and subscribe and follow us on all podcast servers. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. I have a question for God. Why?